For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. Andrew Combo Salop, how are you? I'm doing well. I wish everybody could hear the countdown. Can you put that in the recording? It's pretty funny. Actually, I usually do. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> one step ahead of you. <laughs> it adds in the three, dr- two, one. That <laughs> was pretty here. good. Yeah, it adds that dramatic it to, it feel. It used to be boom. What happened to boom? It was, it was. But, you know, this is a nice casual conversation. I love the, the convos we've been having about life, podcasting, NBA. So it just felt right. You know, I don't want it to feel like there's so much pressure. Like, boom, it's like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? I want it to ease into the into the conversation so people listening are just a fly on the wall what's on your mind when it comes to life max van Auken? well right now um for one i feel like a gorilla in the gym like your boy's finally putting on weight um uh, been lifting some heavy weights but actually at the same time it's a lot of repetition and this is i feel like i'm entering my prime when it comes to physical condition um but as far as life about to go on a vacation so we're recording this a little early so it's out um, other than that, man, got the sad passing of Bill Russell, and so that kind of took up a little bit of my day, just looking in and uh, looking at everyone's response and looking into his story and watching some of his interviews. And man, as a character, I know we'll dive into that. So that's what's going on with me, Combo. What's going on with you? Wow, a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so sad about Bill Russell. Obviously, yeah. one of the greatest winners to ever play in the game. You could argue somebody can make a great argument that he's the greatest winner to ever play in the game of basketball just the best player on a team that won 11 championships so his career it's like unparalleled you know what i mean um he really did it all and to win that many championships is beyond incredible so that's really sad to hear that he passed um when it comes to your weightlifting journey i feel like you're at the age where you're not even in your prime yet when it comes to actual like strength exactly you know what i mean like i don't even think you're reaching your prime yet until like like probably like mid-30s you know because obviously like when you're talking about like quick twitch and sprints and and like um high-end like jumping like yeah that's like in your 20s but when i come when it comes to like straight strength i think that's a little bit later i think you're talking about prime that's a great point i appreciate that combo makes me feel even better um (laughs) Yeah, it's and one thing I'm actually about to partake in is golf. I don't know if you're a golfer, but I think that's I'm the not. next. I, I tweeted this today. So I my first sport I ever played four years old. It was jujitsu, wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai. I was just heavy into combat sports. And then I fell in love with the game of basketball. Um, never not that I fell out of love, but obviously I'm not playing every day now. I took that physical attention towards working out, which I'll never stop doing. I love working out, but. The next, you should never, you should never stop. Exactly. Yeah. The next hobby slash sport that I'm going to pick up is golf. I've always kind of wrote it off. It looked boring. I played it. I wasn't good at it. And of course, like anything, if you don't play it or you don't practice, you won't be good at it. But it was frustrating. It's kind of expensive. But my friend Trey, who him and I are so competitive, and so he's always played golf. So I never wanted to play with him and always lose to him. 
but it's about time I go out there and play. So I think golf is going to be the next sport I really get serious about. And they say a lot of business is done on golf, on the golf course. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. It's just so time consuming. And I feel like when you want to be the greatest ever, it takes a lot of your time. But with that said, Michael Jordan was the greatest ever and he played a lot of golf. So. Steph Curry plays golf. Tom Brady plays golf. Aaron Rodgers plays. If you golf and you smoke cigars, you're pretty successful at life. Well, anybody could just do that. So anybody that golfs and smokes cigars is a... They're doing pretty good. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. (laughs) I I guess so. In the scheme of things, I mean, if you have time to golf and smoke cigars... Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, in the scheme of things, you're probably doing okay. Yeah, exactly. So that's one thing I'm going to partake in here shortly. But as far as Bill Russell, um, I don't know. The NBA, to me, feels like combo like superheroes. And, like, these characters feel like super – like, I mean, obviously, I've made Marvel comparisons. But I feel like the way kids look up to these athletes and um, the way they fall in love with the sport, the way sports bring people together, it feels like movies and, like, everyone's just crowded around a couch watching a good superhero movie. Like, that's what the NBA always felt like for me. And so when you take a guy like Bill Russell, he feels like the OG of OGs, right? Like, even your favorite player looks up to Bill Russell. And everyone just pays so much homage and respect to him every time they saw him at All-Star Games or – um, I saw a video today with him and Kobe Bryant and just saying how proud he was of Kobe and you see LeBron with Bill. and So just to see how everyone was touched by a player who they may not even have seen play growing up was pretty incredible to me. Obviously, it's incredibly sad, um, but I think we could say he lived a very full and happy life, especially from what we see, right? Yeah, definitely. He always gave back to the game. He was always an ambassador of the game, and everybody showed him much respect. When you're that kind of winner... And he did a lot of stuff off the court as well, you know. Um, I'm not an expert on his life, but I know he was a lot more than basketball, you know, his story. So he went through a lot. He fought through a lot. And he was just an amazing person and an amazing winner. So Yeah, 11 championships. you got to pay homage to guys like that because he paved the way for everybody playing today. Right. I apologize in advance, by the way. I'm not sick. Just a little bit under the weather, but... Um, he had 11 championships, two as a head coach. He won a national championship, and the man has like games of 50-plus rebounds, 30 and 30 games. And you could say what you want. I know and it's been kind of in a recent discussion um, when you hear like with J.J. Redick. Play, about who they were yeah, playing against. Yeah, Jerry, uh, J.J. and like Jerry going back and forth a little bit. But at the end of the I day. Heard, um, I heard my guy Bob Ryan has been on my show twice talking about this, and he wasn't too happy with that J.J. Redick take. Yeah, because, uh, it's the way he's the ultimate, he delivered. You know, Bob is the ultimate Celtic guy. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people feel and think the way JJ does is just the way he said it and so unfiltered, the way he delivered it. I think that's why it landed so harshly with a lot of people. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's such a delicate subject because, yeah, I mean, you know that every generation gets better, but on the other end of the spectrum, you could only play against the people that they put in front of you. And if you would have grew up in this era, you would have had access to everything these guys have access to. And you would have had the advantage as well. You know what I mean? So it's not like an apples to apples comparison a lot of times. Yeah, it's like every sport. You can't hold that against them for what they were playing at. And I, I, I don't know for those listening, I don't know if you're diehard UFC fans. I'm not sure if you know this combo, but there's a guy named Royce Gracie. Who was? Of course, yeah, I mean, he there's was a whole the, bunch of Gracies, right? Yeah, he was what it was. UFC one, 
and you had this was obviously before it was what it is now and not a lot of rules and it was brutal uh, but you had all these big dudes no rules no weight classes but this one small guy beat everyone through brazilian jiu-jitsu and he's what made the ufc what it is today as far as like wow so wait I need to learn jiu-jitsu. And then all of a sudden, everyone started learning jiu-jitsu. And that's how what made the sport grow and progress and evolve. So Royce Gracie is one of the most valuable fighters in UFC history as far as what he meant for the sport. But if you take Royce Gracie today, like in his prime, and you put him against modern UFC fighters, he'd get destroyed because of how much the game has evolved. But it doesn't mean he isn't who he is. Like That doesn't mean he shouldn't be held up on the pedestal that he is because of what he meant for the sport. And I feel like that's the same case for Bill Russell, where you can't compare those generations and those eras but you cannot question for one second what he meant to the nba 100 percent, you cannot question what he meant to the nba and there's no proof that he would you don't have absolute proof that he wouldn't do now what he did back then right exactly there's no way to there's no way to absolutely prove that he did what he did against the people that he was playing against with the team he had and he won 11 championships so there's no way you could take any of that away from him the Royce Gracie thing is interesting because I thought and maybe this is like an off the wall take I thought UFC was more interesting back then when everybody had their own style mm. and now it's it's a sport in itself Look at and you. it's kind of one style you know what I mean I, I thought it was really interesting. like dudes had one glove there's like sumo wrestlers <laughs> dudes with geese and then they, they were at a disadvantage because you could grab their gi. I mean that went away quick because of that right there right look at you uh, knowing I your UFC so, history I thought it was so interesting back then yeah I, wow I'm I'm surprised combo I didn't know you had this UFC knowledge yeah yeah well you, you know I'm not as um well-versed on the UFC as you but I definitely used to pay attention like I used to watch a good amount of boxing and then when UFC was out I had friends that were really into it in the beginning and back then it was taboo like yep. people were saying yep. this is like human I think they were saying it's like human cockfights what's a cockfight when pigeons fight each other yeah exactly and that's what it was labeled yeah. as at first the brand was awful it was awful until Dana yeah, White yeah. and I the mean, Fertitta like, brothers it like, brought so, it. it was so taboo and now it's like you know it's part of everyday life like we see it every day on ESPN you know yeah and what Dana White has two great expressions one uh, if you're going to neighborhood and you have people playing basketball, people playing football and soccer and kickball or tag, or whatever, if a fight breaks out, everyone stops what they're doing and watches a fight. It's like it's just in the schoolyard or and you're in the cafeteria. If there's a fight that breaks out, I'm not saying you're recording it. I'm not saying you're breaking it up, but you're definitely looking over to see what's going on. Like we just have this natural instinct to watch fights. So he knew yeah. that there was a huge um, need for it. And now he just made it global because he knew no matter – your race, your religion, your ethnicity, we're all human and we all have this in our DNA. And so that's what he made the sport so global now. So that's what made the sport grow so quickly because it's so global. But I know this is an NBA podcast, but yeah, it, to your point, that was that was a really good point. Um, I actually have a very unscripted question for you. It was a tweet that I got um, that was directed towards me today. And I'm like, you know what? I want to pick Combo's brain and see what his answer would be. You ready? Let's get it. So uh, I was asked if you had to invest stock um, in three pl – well, not necessarily three players, but in players for next NBA season, what would it be? And f Do you want me to tell you my answer first or no? Sure. Off the top of my head, because it's not like I had a list well, ready, right? Well, basically something where you want to buy low and sell high, right? I mean, so somebody – maybe people that aren't 
maybe somebody won't think they're going to be the best player in the league, but you do, or another guy who's like going to rise really quickly through the ranks. Like that's how this goes, right? Uh, well, typically yes, but I mean, you could still pick a good player who you think is going to just take right. that next step. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be someone you never heard of, so to speak. Right, 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 right. No, okay. I got you. Go ahead, though. Okay, so my list, and let me just make sure I get this right because I know people are going to be like, "No, you said this." Okay, so hold on. So right, this is right. what I picked. I picked Jaden Hardy, who I couldn't believe, and I know you and I had talked about him. I couldn't believe how far down he fell in the draft, and so I feel like we're going to see this guy. And say, wow, okay, that popped. I should have bet on him early. So Jaden Hardy was like for sure what I was going to mention. Um, Colin Sexton coming off an injury, and now he's the number ranked like the number one free agent on the market, but he still doesn't have a team. Um, I believe he could be a very great acquisition for a team that's trying to that's good that could be wants to be great. Um, if you just need a guy, if I think he'd fit perfect in New York. I think Colin Sexton's a guy who's going to have a great next year. And my third one is a guy who's already a star and who you and I are very high on, but I believe that next, this next season is going to be another huge leap in his game, sort of what we've seen from Ja Morant. In a sense, we knew how good he was going into this year, but now this year he's like an MVP type of guy. That's Anthony Edwards for me next year. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in total agreement with Anthony Edwards, and I like your other two. Um, I know a guy who's like really bubbling up, and if you're really paying attention to Summer League and what's going on and like what's trending and – who fits into the NBA really well. Like Quentin Grimes is a guy who played really Ooh. well in summer league with the Knicks and he could like fit with any NBA team. And he's a guy who might move forward with another team eventually, but he's definitely a guy I would put stock into. Okay. Um, definitely Anthony Edwards. Like that's the first person that comes to mind. Okay. And I think Luca's going to win MVP. So how can I go with Luca? You know, I, so I, I know agree. I gave you two guys who are like very well established and I gave you one guy that's maybe not as established, you know, because your first two were, I mean, those guys are great players, but they're, you didn't go with, like, MVP-level guys. So I kind of went with uh, two MVP-level guys and then one guy who I think could pop in the NBA and obviously had a great summer league. I can't get mad at that. Those are great picks. I yeah. agree with you with Luka, MVP as well. Um, yeah. Like, those are my next two MVPs. Like, it, like I've said that for a long time, that it was going to be Jokic this year and then Luka this, this year coming up, especially if he gets in shape, which it looks like he is. And then... Year three, Anthony Edwards is in the mix, which would be the year after this upcoming year. You may be onto something because I agree with you with Luca, and I do believe Anthony Edwards takes that leap. I'm like, I, I think we even talked about this last podcast. I'm taking Minnesota over Memphis if they were to match up again. So if Anthony Edwards takes the leap that we both expect him to take, and this team is getting yet even better, it's not out of reach to say he wins the MVP next season or the season after next. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in them, and I'm a really big believer in Denver if they get healthy. I really like what Denver brings to the table. Man, that Bruce Brown signing is underrated, man. That's like an interesting mix with Jokic, where like Jokic is playing the point and Bruce Brown at center. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, we One person I don't know if you and I have talked about a lot is Ben Simmons. Uh, he was somebody – when everything was going down, everyone was writing him off. I said, I'm buying Ben Simmons stock because at this point you can buy it like a dime a dozen right now. There's so many, there's no, everyone's writing him off. What ends up happening with Simmons? Because of Kyrie Irving, let's say he leaves eventually or Kevin Durant leaves eventually. We haven't heard anything about Ben Simmons. So it looks like he's staying in Brooklyn. So regardless if they stay or not, where do you see Ben Simmons? What does his next season look like next year? I just want him to play like 70 plus games that I think that's the key for this season because good things will happen. He's such a talent. 
you know, he just needs to be able to play in game. So I hope his back's okay. I hope his mental health is okay. And I hope he's available because I think simply that's the most important thing for him, just getting game reps and getting back into it. Because if KD is gone and Kyrie is gone, which actually I don't think there's a great chance of, I think they'll both be back, but let's say they are for the sake of this um, conversation, because that's where everybody thinks things are trending, even though I would probably disagree, but let's say they are gone. They're not title contenders, so there won't be a lot of pressure. And I think it's just important for him to play a lot of basketball. Right. That's ultimately what you, now let's say they do stay. What does that mean for mm. Ben? Same thing, right? He, he's a great fit. I mean, he's even a better fit in my opinion than James Harden, even though he's not the player James Harden is. Um even though I, I think Ben Simmons is a top like fifteen player when he's absolutely healthy. I mean, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. It wasn't he a former defensive player of the year as well? Like didn't he win the award? I don't think he point? won. I thought he I thought he was oh. close. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. He he's at that level. So, I mean, I think he's a great fit next to um next to uh Kyrie and Durant. He could take some of those Bruce Brown minutes, but he does it at 6'10", right? Like he could pass, he could play that he could play pick and roll both ways like with the basketball or without the basketball, you know? So, I think he's dynamic and he definitely helps them on defense. And he helps them push the ball with pace, which they didn't have as much uh these last few years. Right. Now, if you had to go back in that draft class with Ben Simmons 1, Ingram 2, Jalen Brown 3, how would you draft that order now, knowing what you know now? I'm taking Ben Simmons still. Number 1? Unless I Yeah, unless what? unless I unless like I know that his people are people like people are just talking crazy about him. Like he's I told you, I think he's a top 15 player. Do I think Jalen Brown and Brandon Ingram are top 15 players? I think they're close. So ben Simmons. you're going Simmons one. Who's two? Oh, that's tough. That is that. This is because it, it makes it seem like I don't like the other guy. We know, know you like true. all three, but you're gonna have to hurt someone's feelings unintentionally. Um, in terms of right now, or in terms of their, I get to have them for their whole career. They're right now going on through their whole career. You are the combo nation nba team and you have those three players available on your team yeah i'm taking ben simmons and then i think ingram is better and more polished as an offensive player than jalen brown right now but i think jalen brown has another leap in him so i'm taking jalen brown number two and then brandon ingram even though i think brandon ingram is probably better than jalen brown right now and some could argue he's better than simmons right now right if simmons isn't available his back is hurt his mental health isn't there so you know, I, I'm not mad at somebody arguing that Brandon Ingram is the best out of all of them right now, but I would take him three for me, for the combination team. But when Ben Simmons is playing, you like him. Yes. Over like, the other like two. even him, what, two years ago was it? I yeah. don't know. When he was like really playing. Like, I know everybody looks at that playoff series and that one play, but he was playing great that whole year. You know? That's wild to think about. That's the last time we've seen him play. Yeah, I mean, he's 6'10", do-it-all. Man, yeah, he can't shoot. We know. We get it. He doesn't shoot. Now, wouldn't you be a little bit – I'm not – like, for one, I was a Ben Simmons believer. Like I said, I was the one I'm, – I'm all for buying Ben Simmons stock, so I'm not trying to sound like a Ben Simmons hater or doubter. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. So how about for all the things that you mentioned I agree with on the court? How about the things off the court? Would you question what you're getting with his health? Would you question his love for the game of basketball? Would those be things that would concern you? 
I think so, yeah. I think so. And now, and I you're think, willing to look past so. that for number one overall, even though everything that you know right now. Well, I've seen him be competitive on a basketball court and play great on a basketball court. So I don't know any. I don't know them three personally. So like, if I got to spend seasons with all of them, this would be an easier answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, huh. yeah. If I had to guess, like I, I can't. I can't really speak for them. I'd say probably like. He doesn't love the game, maybe like Jalen and Brandon, right? Like, if I had to guess, but I can't say that for sure because I don't know them personally. Right, right. You know, that's interesting. Like, well, that's why, why, why do you feel, do you feel he doesn't love the game? No, I don't think he does. I mean, from what I know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, okay, maybe from what I maybe know, you know, maybe you know inside information well, I'm not privy to. But for example, I mean, I mean, I have certain stuff about like how their practices were, and obviously Jimmy <laughs> Butler has said stuff about their practices and how that whole culture was over there or lack of culture and uh, kind of the reason why he fits in Miami and not with the Sixers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, like you said, I don't know these people from what I see, from what I observe, from what I hear. Um, I, I think he's an exceptional talent, like Anthony Davis, for example, exceptional talent. And I think the talent can get you very, very far. And I'm not saying at one point in time, you didn't like the game of basketball. I'm not saying you don't even like it now, but I don't know if they love the game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting that. And granted, not everyone loves the game exactly. the way like, Kobe I mean, does or like LeBron a good does. Percentage of the NBA does exactly, exactly. So yeah. I'm not faulting yeah. him for it. I just don't think he loves the game of basketball. Like, hey, I'll tell you two people that do love the game of basketball. Go ahead. Well, three, three. I'll give you three crazy hoopers: Joe Johnson, Jamal Crawford, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Jamal Crawford too, and LeBron James. Those guys love basketball. I they feel love like basketball. those guys like I feel like those guys if they never if they were just like if they didn't play in the NBA they'd be like playing basketball every day. Yeah, they know? they love basketball. Like I don't know, I don't feel those that way about basketball. Ben Simmons. I don't feel that way about Anthony Davis. Again, they still could have great seasons. They could still be very right. good players, but I don't think they love basketball. Yeah, like when I was on um I think it, I think I was on Doug Godley's podcast or he was on mine. I forgot which one. Like he was he was talking about that like he kind of just like comes for the season and hoops, and then in the off season he's not really hooping. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which drives me insane, though. Especially if you're LeBron's teammate, like you know what the expectations are. You know what he was going to want from you. I know, but you, know, uh, you don't. Nobody changes who you are from within. Like just because LeBron is a crazy ball player doesn't mean that Anthony Davis is. You know, by crazy ball player I don't mean by their talent. I mean when I like me and my friends we talk about crazy ballers. It doesn't have to do with how good you are. It's like almost like how much you're obsessed with the game, right? You know, but so, I I could live so, with Anthony Davis though if he was like Dennis Rodman. We're like, so look, like you, go ahead. Would you say say that again? I could live with Anthony Davis if he was like Dennis Rodman, like right what we saw from the Last Dance. He could still have a lot going on. He has other adventures, other passions. But when oh, you he, he doesn't plays, play hard in the game. Yeah, like when he plays, like you could not question anything about Dennis Rodman's work ethic. He showed up. He got it done. Anthony Davis, I do. I don't always feel like we get the same Anthony Davis every time he's on the court either. Yeah, no, there's some of that, but also some of that is because he's not in the best of shape. And you could look like that when you're not in, when your conditioning isn't right. Like his biomechanics were off, his cardio was off, even the skill level, like the shooting wasn't the same this year. So just a lot of things were off. I think sometimes when you don't, when you're not in the best of shape, it could look like you're not giving it your all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would take Ben Simmons one. I'm not gonna lie to you, talent wise, no, I, I would. It, like, it's really close. So I mean, I wouldn't be mad at any of them. I, I'm not like, oh, that's crazy. 
for right, any right. of them, you know? That's right. like a close question. Combo. That's why it's a good question. Yeah. We need to talk hoops more often. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this Orlando Magic season. Um, there's a lot of buzz around the team, and we have a lot to talk about. You know what? I'm going to put it on the podcast so we do it. So we make sure we, we, we're going to bring a video component, more of a video component to this podcast because yes, I think sir. it's important. And um, that's something I really want to work on. So uh, we got to make that happen, Max. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm excited for the season, man. Like, they got a good young core, and um, it's going to be exciting. And, obviously, they have Paulo, so it's going to be good. It's going to be – I expect a lot more winning this season. I do. I'm not saying an NBA championship. I'm not saying it's Eastern Conference Finals, but I, I definitely expect uh, an exciting season. And there's going to be a lot to talk about, like you said. So the video component, bringing it to life. Um, I was almost going to use your outro and say, make sure you subscribe, but that's your line combo. So I'm going to throw the ball back to you. Yeah, like so like with the video stuff, we're um, hoping and planning. We're not making any promises to get it on YouTube. And then we definitely want to share it more often on uh, on our socials. So we're looking forward to making that happen. But, yeah, you uh, subscribe to the MVP podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combo's Court wherever you listen to podcasts. Max Van Auken is Max underscore Van underscore Auken on Instagram and Twitter. Correct? Correct. My name is my yeah. brand. His name is his brand, and I'm Combo's Court on Twitter and uh, One Two Combo on Instagram. We're here, man. We're here, Max. We're we're ready to go for this exciting Orlando Magic season. Couldn't have said any better. Until next time. Talk soon. Talk soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.